Welcome to the Hire Yourself Podcast. If you're ready to take control of your destiny, build wealth, and live life on your own terms, this is the place for you. Each week, Nat and I will talk about business, franchising, and personal growth to help make you more successful. Good morning, Sean. Hey, Pete. How's your morning going? Oh, Nat is skipping out on us again. I can't believe this. He must not like mornings. Oh, I don't know. But you know what? Guess what? I am pumped up. Why are you pumped up today, Pete? Oh, I am pumped up because we had our first snow of the season and it doesn't get any more exciting than having snow. I, I disagree, but you seem very excited. <laughs> <laughs> so I am a little bit facetious there, but I am super excited for our guest today. I'd like to welcome Peter Barkman. Peter Barkman is an expert in franchising, a founder in Brand One. Welcome, Peter. Thank you so much, Pete. I really appreciate it, man. (laughs) Not very often I get to have a legend on the podcast. It is so great to have you here. And Peter, you have been in franchising for a very long time. Yeah, it's 35 years. Hard to believe. I started as a franchisee with College Pro as a college kid and um, stayed in it all this time. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. 35 years. You must have started when you were 15. Yeah. <laughs> I'm 55 now. So it was 20, but close enough. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <Like> I'm 15. <laughs> All right. So, so how did you find yourself ended up being a, a franchisee? So, so young. You know, my dad kind of inspired me and all I'm one of four boys and we're all in our own businesses. So uh, my dad worked for corporate America um, and he got fired as the president of a company. And that same night, he uh, he started his own company and never looked back. Wow. So you're raising an entrepreneur family. Yep. All right. So you, you invested in a franchise. You did that well. And then you moved on from that to other avenues of franchising or other activities. So what else did you have you done in the franchising industry? Yeah. So I spent about half my time on the operations side with Mako Auto Painting as director of development for Mako. Got to work with an iconic figure, Tony Martino there. And then another icon, Charlie Chase, who's the chairman of the IFA, uh, who founded Certipro Painters. I got to work with him and we built that company to a pretty big company, 700 million. So it was a lot of fun. Holy cow. What great experience. And is that whole idea of surrounding yourself with really successful people, all of a sudden you you raise their level and, and certainly you've done that. So I know you've got just tons of experience and you're part of a very special group. You're, you're a founder in Brand One. Tell us about Brand One. Yeah, so Brand One, there are five, uh, five of us that kind of uh, got it started. And then there's a bunch of other super talented people that have joined uh, the Brand One family and team. Um, but really, you know, we're a group of people that trust, like, and respect each other. Um, we're all well-known in franchising and have been successful uh, for a long time. And uh, we we plan on keeping the bar pretty high at Brand One to uh, keep keep the right people into Brand One and, and the brands that we choose uh, to represent it. 
Sure. And when we talk about you guys, I mean, you're like the dream team. If we had to put together a basketball team, you would be the dream team. I mean, you you really have some just great people. And I have been so impressed with the people that you've brought into the organization. They all seem like they're just exceptional. And it must be an incredible culture at Brand One. It is. You know, um, when you make franchising your life's work and, and that if you look across the board at the folks at Brand One, this is our life's work. We take it very seriously and we want to do it the right way every time. Um, And, um, you know, we want to work with brands that we trust, like, and respect. We want to work with brands that are category killers, that are disruptive in a category and differentiated. And we want to work with brands that are highly profitable at the, uh, at the unit level, at the, at the store level or at the territory level. Yeah. So, so you guys are very selective in terms of your employees, but it sounds like also very selective in the franchise companies that you decide to work with, because that that's your reputation, the people that you have in your organization, as well as the franchises that you support. Yeah, that, that's exactly right. You know, uh, we, we just want to keep that bar very, very high. And we kiss a lot of frogs. Like we talk to a lot of brands to figure out what brands we want to partner with, but it's really about the team the category and the unit economics um, that really drive our decision for which brands we'll work with. And the team part is the most important part because we're, I'm, gotten, I'm too old to work with people I don't like, trust, and respect. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> My absolutely. wife says I don't have a filter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're both a little guilty of that for sure. And tell me, so how many brands is Brand One representing right now or how many franchise concepts? We have 15 concepts and they're all in all different categories and all different um, investment levels that um, are for different types of franchisees. I mean, all of the brands at Brand One are not right for all of your uh, sure. clients, um, you know, but there's probably a brand at Brand One that is. Yeah, absolutely. 50. I didn't realize you had that many uh, that uh, were a part of your uh, your portfolio of franchises you support. So that is awesome. So I thought what we do is talk to one that is special to you. I, I know uh, we've had some conversations and it sounds like a really cool franchise concept because it's, it's, I think, changing the industry. Uh, it's taking the industry to a whole new level. So so let's talk a little bit about Canine Resorts because I know that's one of your favorites. So so first, what kind of brought you guys to decide to work with Canine Resorts? Because, I mean, there's a lot of companies out there that provide care for pets from the standpoint, dogs specifically. But what made them special? Why did you guys want to take them on to help them? Well, first, first off, we saw a world-class team there. And it all, talk, it all starts with support from the franchise, franchisor. And um, the founders are incredibly amazing people that are super passionate, super committed and competent, but they've also surrounded themselves with so much talent. So all of that success kind of breeds more success. And that in turn drives unbelievable franchise partners, uh, very sophisticated franchise partners for Canine Resorts. So that's, okay. that's so strong leadership. That's one thing. Now let's talk a little bit about what separates it from the operation. So the experience that my dog has when it comes to canine resorts versus all the other options I have out there. Yeah. So um, I had to convince my wife to bring uh, our dog, Abby, to canine resorts. And, and I knew if I could do that, 
we got a brand. Um, so yeah. so um, I brought her. I brought her there. I didn't even bring her with the dog. She's got her arms folded. She's like, you know. And I said, look, we partnered with this group, and they're a really good group. Um, and and then she sees the dogs coming in, and she sees their tails wagging, and she sees all the smiles on the faces of the people bringing their dogs in. And then she's watching the dogs be reunited with their their owners at the end of the day, and the dogs are running there, you know, and, and jumping all over their owners. Uh, but then they want to go back inside to play with their pals. So this is like the happiest, healthiest, safest place on the planet for your four-legged loved one. And we're empty nesters. Um, and so our dog is our kid now. Our kids are big and bad and they're out of the house, you know. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, absolutely. And, and our dogs do. They become now your center of uh, tension and stuff like that. And we're yeah. the same way. We're empty nesters. We've got a, I like to call it a luxury dog. So I'm waiting for canine resorts to, to come to where we live because it's excellent. So it is about a, it's a happy place, but it's got to be more than that. I mean, it's, it's, so it's a place where it's a great environment, but that's yeah. one piece of it. What else, what else makes canine resorts so special? Yeah. So it's, it's the facility itself, right? So um, it's, it's, we're not building a kennel. We're building an actual hospital hospital grade ventilation, antimicrobial everything. So the odds of your dog coming home with kennel cough are very, very, very low, where if you've ever had them at a kennel, you know that that's the opposite experience. And then you're taking them to the vet for $400 to deal with the kennel cough. And yeah. it just takes that whole trip that you just took and makes it miserable on the back end. But it's also um, acoustics. You know, uh, we uh, have an environment that reduces the amount of sound in the space because the sound can stress dogs out. And when they have a lot of, uh, they're overloaded, they they get sick. They uh, they have loose stools and all this other kind of nasty stuff. So we put a lot of thought into the facilities, everything from the light switches to you name it. Um, it's That's what makes it special. Kind of like Disney versus the carnival, right? Okay, Disney sure. and the carnival are not the same. They both have rides, but they're not the same. Right. So it sounds like they were very methodical in the way in which they built the facility to be very sterile or, or clean uh, from that standpoint, uh, convenient uh, from the standpoint of the sound and all that kind of stuff. So they put a lot of thought into the facility and it sounds like it's a great experience. So how do you get good employees to, to work at a canine resort. I mean, I got to think that's really hard to, to have good people working at a canine resort. You know, normally that's the biggest challenge in any business, especially these days, right? And getting employees and then retaining those employees. But people like to work, like if you look at Ritz Carlton's philosophy, right? It's, it's, it's ladies and gentlemen serving ladies and gentlemen. And, and certainly canine has taken a page out of their playbook and Disney's playbook. So they, they've been real students of these brands with great service and they employ those best practices. And the thing is, if you love dogs, this is the greatest job you're ever going to have. Nothing we do at a canine re resort bums a dog out. Like we don't clip their nails or cut their hair or, or give them shots. Um, and all of that are, they can be money-making things, but they require different technicians, sometimes licensed technicians. Yeah. And they also can freak a dog out so that they don't want to come back because they make an association with that space. Oh, I don't want to go back there because I got my nails clipped last time. And none of that happens at a canine resort. It's just a super happy place that they're always happy to go to. And that also makes it easier from an employee standpoint, because 
you know, you can hire for attitude and train for skill. If you love dogs and you're a reliable employee, you'll probably stay here forever. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Now, to me, as you talk about, this is a facility-based franchise, so you have to build this facility. So it's got to be a rather large investment to get into Canine Resorts. It is. It's you know, it's it's in the one point five to two million range per location. So this is not for everyone. The folks that we've attracted to this brand are extremely sophisticated, by and large. They're either C-level corporate executives who want to change or build a legacy for their family, or they're the multi-unit operator, big box fitness or hotels, restaurants, you know, 50-unit restaurant, uh, McDonald's owner, uh, uh, 100-unit Planet Fitness owners. Those are the people we're attracted to the brand. Okay. So sophisticated investors, people that are more sophisticated are investing in canine resorts because it takes a lot of capital, but you got to also have that, that kind of that edge to you, be able to build something large. So the question is, if it's a larger investment, can you make money with this business? Uh, Yes. Um, And, uh, and I'd be happy to talk to anybody and everybody about the profitability. It's something that is just uh, you know, really, truly remarkable. And then, you know, calling the franchisees and speaking to them because these uh, folks, um, you know, speak the same language as the sophisticated people that are looking at the brand. Um, and, you know, people people like to talk to people who know their numbers um, inside and out and can, be able, and can be able to articulate the opportunity, the, the real estate play here, the um, how profitable the business is, how simple the model is from, an, from a... Uh, employee standpoint, how recession resistant the business is. Yeah. Those are all things that the franchise or the franchisee can, uh, prospective franchisee can validate with, with actual franchisees. All right. So you're saying that there's a lot of money in pets to be made and franchisees can validate that. Yeah. Um, just ask, well, uh, we have a 14 year old dog named Abby and she's being kept alive by modern medicine. Uh, it costs about a thousand dollars a month just for our medicines, right? So we're willing to pay whatever it takes because we just want her to be happy. Uh, yeah. and most people are crazy like us. Yeah, um, no, we're we're the same way. We've got our luxury dog. It's uh, it's absolutely amazing to me what we spend on pets, but so be it. Uh, so there is a lot of money to be made. Now, you know, moving more to the personal side, I always like to kind of get something from you in regards to. What's your what's your favorite book? Well, I, I like a lot of books, but I, I'd say the one that was probably the most influential in terms of how I'm wired uh, that really resonated with me was Atlas Shrugged uh, by Ann Rand. Um, and it's an old book, but it's a it's an oldie but goodie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Got it. That's excellent. I'm going to have to read that one. Thank you so much for sharing that. And then do you... Um, do you follow anybody? Do you have a thought leader you like to, to follow? You know, um, I, I've got a lot of folks that I like to follow, and there's folks that I've surrounded myself with. The cool thing, and you know this, Pete, in franchising, franchising is something you learn by doing, and um, it's it's actually a very wonderful, warm world. Um, and people who've been in franchising for a long time tend to be the most giving people because they realize they started out and they didn't know anything about franchising because you can't really learn about it in school or anything, right? So it's kind of this tribal knowledge. 
Um, so I have lots of folks that I follow and talk to. Um, Charlie Chase um, is a huge uh, hero and mentor of mine, and um, he's a brilliant man, and uh, he's built some incredible companies. Um, but there's people like that within the franchise world. And if you approach them, you'll be shocked at how approachable they are because they realize too that, hey, this is a franchise family and we got to support each other and we got to circle the wagon. So for okay. people who are in corporate America, um, this might be refreshing for them to be in an yeah. environment. Yeah, sure. So I probably should ask that it would a better question have been is how many people are following you? based on all your experience. <laughs> so, well, well, that's a bad question. I don't know. I don't know about that. I, I know a lot of people follow you because you're, you're amazing. So, me, so <laughs> my dog. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. And what is the best quote that somebody has ever given you? Uh, oh, a great quote. Oh my gosh. There's so many. So the one that I like, and I don't know it offhand and I have it on my wall actually, it's a, it's a quote by Theodore Roosevelt, the man in the arena. And uh, it's a pretty long quote, so I won't get into it. But basically, it's about um, how, you know, those that those that try and fail and succeed, um, their place uh, will never be with the cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Wow. Um, and I've always thought that was a cool quote because it's I always thought he's kind of a uh, a tough, cool guy, a rugged, yeah. and yeah. Um, and I always respected. I always respected that, and I think it's it puts the sword in people's hands to to go out and do what they need to do to become an entrepreneur. And I think a, I have to get that quote for my wall. So I, I may uh, ask you to send me that. That's just awesome. Take a picture of it and send it to me. I I I love that kind of stuff. I'll hang up and text it right to you. Oh, that's awesome. Well, Peter, congratulations on being a legend in franchising, what you guys are building with Brand One, helping so many people change their lives, right? To escape the corporate world or diversify their assets or income and build successful businesses. And I'm super excited to have Canine Resorts come to my hometown so we can take our luxury dog there. So thank you so much for what you shared with us today. I, I have to plug you for a second here, in all fairness, because you know, um, all consultants are not created equal. Um, and you are at the top of the food chain. You've made this your life's work. And I have, I trust, like, and respect you immensely and everyone at Bram One does. Uh, it's a pleasure to work with you. And it's a pleasure, uh, you know, when you're working with Pete Gilfillan, you're working with the right guy. So Awesome. Well, thank you so much. That is uh, awesome. You hit my heart right there. So, all right, sir. Thank you so much and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the Hire Yourself podcast. For more resources, check out our website at hireyourself.com. And remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive each episode. Please leave us a rating and we'd love to hear your feedback or suggestions for topics.